listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello. Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. After another greatly requested episode last week on teaching IELTS online, today's episode will cover the topic of learning efficiency. Yes, it will. I love this choice of topic today because goal setting. And being efficient as a learner or a teacher are key skills we can adapt in our approach to help us make the most of every teaching day.、Mm-hmm. And we have a wonderful guest today, Galena, joining us, and she's going to share her expertise, knowledge, and a lot of tips for you to be an, a more efficient teacher,、uh, become more efficient learners, or help your learners become more efficient, and also for all of us to be better goal setters. Yes, very important、uh, trait that we need to try to practice and learn a little bit more as well. So it's such a great idea to discuss how to be more efficient, especially as so many of us have to work so hard to get things done as ESL、oh, yeah. teachers. We know that it can be very draining. <laughs> so, Faye, what are some steps that you take to be efficient, and how do you set solid goals as a teacher? Yeah, I try to、um, use, and I think like all of us, I guess, try to use all of your time.、Um, For work, and I think that sometimes that can be difficult, especially when you're starting out, especially if you work at a school, and you have like little breaks here and there,、um, and you feel like you're always working. But it's just prepping is such a big part of teaching, right?、Yes. Um, so just finding time where you can be efficient with your prepping and、mm-hmm. maybe cutting it into chunks a bit, so it's not. Overly exhausting, especially for marking and things like that. Yeah, I think that has always helped me. Like t- using my a little bit of time I have before class, after class, in the breaks to do like my photocopying and just organizing your day so that it makes sense. Yeah,、uh, makes you a lot more efficient. Now, obviously, if you're teaching online, it's a bit different. Yeah, like so many of us working from home, it's hard because it just feels like you're、it、always.、Is. Working? Even today, I've just had to try to grab like the odd minute here and there just to work、yeah. on prep, and like mostly now for ninety percent of my students, I don't have to prep that much. I can just kind of you know、um, make a few edits and make a few changes, and we're good to go. But、mm-hmm. there's still a few students who have very specific goals, and I need to be able to、um, reach those goals with them by preparing. So prep does take a lot of time, and 
I'm usually pretty efficient. Um, I've used some tools to help me, like we talked about before. Things like Google Calendar is great mm -hmm. with the direct links. Um, Evernote is a lifesaver. It's been a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, and of course, making sure that um, I'm being kind of productive and I'm taking breaks in between the day, which helps me to do that. Yeah. And one thing I find that, um, like, if when you're, if you're just starting out, and I know a lot of our listeners are a bit like early on in their career of teaching. Mm. Uh, try to keep a record of everything you're doing in, in yes. every class you have. And that yes. can done, be done electronically nowadays yes. because chances are you are going to need to teach a similar class again or a similar type of student again. Right. So just finding what works for you in terms of organization, but making sure you have that will help you so much because it will feel like you're prepping and, and working all the time at the beginning. But trust us, it does get easier and you do does, become more does. efficient over time. Yes. Right. Give it give it enough time for you to build and prepare your programs, your materials, your courses, so that mm -hmm. you have a bank of resources that you can draw from, and it'll make it much, much easier as you go ahead. So yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So Faye, should we encourage our students to do the same? Should we get them to be efficient and set goals? And, and how would we go about doing that on a student level? I think it can be quite similar in terms of when you're English learner, especially as an adult, it, sometimes students find it hard, let's say, to find time to learn, to sit and learn. But this, a similar approach that I mentioned to teaching or prepping can be taken as a, as a learner. Let's say you have 15 minutes um, before you go into work or you have a 15-minute break at work. Um, you can have your lunch or whatever or your snack and listen to a podcast in English, you know, or if you're on, if you're commuting, you can um, use that time to read a book or mm -hmm. watch a video or, you know, these are all learning opportunities just to incorporate learning. And obviously it'll depend on your goal. So as you mentioned, setting goals, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to improve. Um, I want to, I had a student ask me just this weekend. Oh, teacher, I want to read a book in English. Yep. What do I do? And yep. she had a specific book in mind. I'm like, well, start small. Don't expect too much. Don't expect to be able to do the exact same thing you would in your own language mm -hmm. and just set yourself a goal, like a weekly goal. I'm right. going to read 10 pages or a page a day, but don't go too crazy with that goal. Otherwise it won't be sustainable. And I think that's important for us to model for your support. Yes, you've triggered that keyword sustainable. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we don't burn out. We don't put too much on our plates because it's very easy to mm -hmm. become a workaholic and you lose yep. focus and you lose sight of what you actually supposed to be doing so it can be quite tricky for sure yeah same for students right they end up doing so much and then feel it feels like they're not doing anything so focused learning i think is important yeah. what is your goal and then we can help them sort of okay so if your goal is improve your comprehension and, or whatever let's choose a youtube channel you like let's choose a tv show you like or something and do this much every day um exactly. And I think that that's a way that we can help them build these sustainable goals, right? Right, absolutely. Now, now we talked a little bit about prepping, planning. Why do you think we need to be efficient when we're planning? Mm -hmm. How can we be efficient? Yeah, I think what I've found after almost four years of kind of doing this in a part-time and a full-time basis is to be really um, clear on what you need to achieve that day. So I generally have a list now. I keep like a sticky note. Yeah. Well, not even a sticky note. I have it on Evernote now where I just have a to-do list, pretty yeah. simple, but I'll separate it into three sections. So mm -hmm. my now, 
my soon and my later list. So I'll try to have it. Okay, what can I do today that needs to be done today, like immediately or very soon? So right. I'll try to put no more than three things on that list. The later list, again, no more than two or three things. Um, so the soon list, the soon list, no more than two or three things and the later list, no more. So three, six, no more than 10 things. It sounds like yeah. it's very overwhelming, but if we break down those nine or 10 things into threes, then we can start mm. chipping away at them. And then what I try to do, it sounds a little bit like cheating. It's not cheating, but I always try to do the, the easiest thing first because then I have a small win yeah, to motivate me and to sure. get me moving. So it might be write a script for this podcast or <laughs> prepare my lesson for student X or um, respond to this email and send the lesson notes from yesterday, whatever it is. Little easy wins like that can yeah. get, get you moving um, and make the bigger tasks a little bit easier. Like right now, this, these last couple of weeks have been very, very hectic for me. And it's yeah. really important that my calendar is so well organized. So yeah. Um, another real tip to help you be efficient in your planning is plan your time well, um, you know, even down to the 15 minutes. So if I have a 15 mm -hmm. minute break, I'm like, great, I can grab breakfast then or 30 minutes. Great. I can take the dog for a walk. I can get on an exercise or lunch this time or spending time mm -hmm. with family this time. So try to schedule yourself as, as best you can so that you're you're not neglecting your own health. You're not neglecting yeah. your own needs, your family's needs. Um, and, you know, don't be taking on more than more than you're capable of. So yeah. my rule of thumb is no more than four lessons a day uh, mm -hmm. or four hours a day. Maybe you have shorter lessons, but no more than four hours or of active maybe, teaching or maybe okay. five lessons a day um, mm -hmm. spread out. Um, I think that's that's really key now because I've been able to build my materials, my courses, my programs and have them kind of not ready to go, but pretty can get them ready Shut pretty up, quickly yeah. now. Um, prep is a little bit easier. So that means I can actually maybe take on six or seven classes a day, but I would not advise it. Um, and one more thing in your planning, try to vary it. Try to have some variety in what you do. Don't be doing the same things and don't be blocking them all into one day. Mm -hmm. If I have to do lesson prep, it might be tempting to say, I'll just do it all on Sunday night. No. No. I'll work. It's never going to get done completely finished. So work on it an hour a day. That's a much yeah. better way. Um, or, same with marking, I find. Yeah, marking the same as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's those are some practical steps that you can take and try to utilize tools. Like I said, I use a combination of Google Calendar and Evernote now because Evernote for my students, I have all the material, all the content, the recordings, the files, it's all in one place. I don't have to email. I don't have to chase students. I just share the link with them. Likewise, mm -hmm. my Google Calendar, I put the time, the date, the link for the, the Zoom meeting, and um, that's just the other person can see that as well. So that helps you uh, make sure you're organized, the other person knows what's going on, and that they have all the information um, as oh, well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good yeah. tips. Yeah, very Thank practical. You. Now, what about goals? How do you set goals um, for your students and for your lessons and make sure that both of you are achieving them? So this is something we've talked about quite a lot before, but I'll just recap because it is quite important. The first time you meet your students, set goals with them and listen to them, ask them questions and get them to share what are the issues or the difficulties that they're having. And then as a teacher, position yourself with how you can solve those problems. Mm -hmm. So you need to be realistic. If a student says, I want to go from six to eight in IELTS, well, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. not, not, not without a lot of work and effort over a long period of time. So, you know, usually I work with students for... 10 or 12 weeks and initially 
So mm-hmm. we will say your goals are one, two, three. So we set three goals. We set an easier goal, a challenging goal, and a very difficult goal. Mm-hmm. That way we can make progress with that student, hopefully, in all of those ways, but at least with two of those, and yeah. definitely with one. So they can always see progress because you're meeting that easier goal first, and they can see quick uh, quick gains, which is what they want and which is what you want to help them do. Um, the, the medium term goal, the kind of the second one, that's going to be challenging, but you should be able to get there by maybe week five or week six um, of okay. meeting with them. And that long term goal is the ultimate aim. So it might be something like boost um, IELTS speaking from six to 6.5 in six weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's doable. doable. Yeah. <laughs> and then go from a 6.5 to seven in 12 weeks. Okay, that's realistic. Mm-hmm. What's the easy goal? understand the strategies and um, ways to answer IELTS speaking questions. Awesome. Okay. We can yeah. do that in a few, few lessons. So I and think, do you often go back to those goals? Like how often do you go back to show right. them? So what I do is I create a kind of a, a file for that student and those are at the top, they are in the header. So the student constantly sees them all mm. the time. And oh, what we can do good. is we can revisit them every couple of lessons and say, look, this yeah. is the goal we set. Do you think that's still realistic? So maybe the more difficult ones, if we have to, you know, maybe we need another few weeks, maybe we need Mm -hmm. to tweak it slightly so we can do that, have that flexibility as well. Um, But for me as a teacher, again, I try to make sure that when I'm setting goals, um, that it's something I know I can do. And it's something that I, that I know is reasonable, but it might take more time. So don't try to do everything today. It's very tempting, but it's just going to burn you out. Um, I've learned like, for example, I spent the last few weeks putting my courses together and I've only done two of them out of five, but I feel good now because I know, well, there's those other three, I can do them, but when I have time, because it's a very Mm -hmm. time consuming process and I want to do it properly. You want to do it well and you want to do it right the first time. So make sure Mm -hmm. you give yourself the time to do that. Um, And then to help me be accountable and be productive as well. I have the, the, the no weekend rule. That's something I set myself. No weekends, no Saturdays, no Sundays. Uh It's tempting, but don't do it. The only caveat I give myself is I give myself at one hour maximum on a Sunday just to make sure everything's lined up for the next Mm, morning. Like prepping for the week, basically. That's it. Um, So that would be my advice um, in terms of setting goals for you as a teacher and also for your students. Mm -hmm. What about um, for you, Faye, for our teachers, for our listeners, um, what advice would you give them when it comes to setting goals and sticking to them? That's the key part. Yeah. So I, I don't think there is any magic formula. There isn't. <laughs> right? Guys, you can switch off a now. Lot of, a kidding. lot of people think there is, but, you know, yeah. oh, if you do this, you'll achieve all your goals. I think, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I've watched uh, several videos on this before, and, and I find that the people that are most successful with their goals, one thing that they have in common is the kind of goal they set themselves. That's a and great point. Mm-hmm. You have to be realistic with what you achieve and how soon you can achieve. Mm-hmm. So basically the model you have with your students of having the three goals and make them more challenging over time yep. uh, is kind of what you want basically as a teacher as well. So my goal for this semester or this term or whatever you're working with is to become more confident in my own teaching of the past tenses. You know, be specific and be realistic with what you can achieve in a session, you know, and the next session, okay, now I feel good about this. I I think I can try something harder. 
okay, next session, I'm going to be, I want to feel more confident answering my, my question, student questions impromptu or something like that. Or I want to um, talk less in class and let my students speak more. So all of these action points, and especially I know it can be overwhelming. Sometimes I hear it from our listeners or people that have been on the show that listen to us and they say, oh, I hear like, all, I listen to all these episodes and it's so much good advice and I want to do it all, mm -hmm. right? You can't, uh, it's not possible. No, yeah, none of us can. Yeah. So pick a couple of things you want to work on for yourself right. and, right. and set a realistic uh, timeline for it. Mm -hmm. and, and just be make it sustainable, make it realistic. Um, and I think that that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, yeah I would agree. And the beautiful yeah. thing about you know, being an entrepreneur, having your own business, or even doing this as a side hustle, as a side project, is there's so many things you can learn and you have, you have all the time you need. Um, yeah. So when you are ready, when you do have time to dedicate and say, right, I'm going to get my website done, or I'm going to get my course done, or I'm going to build my materials, then you can do that in a realistic way. So I think that's really important. Thanks Precisely, for that advice, yeah. Faye. Now, finally, what are some goals you think new, all new teachers should have? So teachers that are just starting out, what should be a, a one or a few goals that they should have and how can they achieve them? Honestly, I'll sound like a broken record saying this. Who are you as a teacher? What is your identity? Now you might say, well, I'm Daniel, I'm an English teacher, or I'm Faye and I'm an English teacher. Well, fine, there's millions of people who have the same thing to say. So how are you, you, what makes you, you? What are your skills? What are your qualities? What are your characteristics? Why are students going to enjoy learning with you? Why are they going to enjoy um, being one of your students? So the first goal I would set is figure out who you are, figure out what it is you do well, doesn't have mm -hmm. to be you don't have to be the best at anything but figure out what you do well and then translate that into your message to students what do yeah. students need to know so instead of saying i'm daniel and i teach english i might say my name is daniel shaw and i'm an academic um, writing specialist and i i spent uh, my time helping students to improve their academic writing so that they can be successful in university mm -hmm. okay who am i so that student resonates okay so he does this and this is me and this is how we connect and this is mm -hmm. you know, how we can learn together um, again for you Faye you might say you know I specialize in communication um, I specialize in speaking skills and helping students to build their confidence and grammar when it comes to communicating in English okay mm -hmm. that's better than I teach speaking so again right. find yeah. your identity that's really important uh, that's the first thing I would definitely say secondly um, when it comes to you trying to find students or even maybe you're working with students already, try to have an approach and a system. So again, we can't be perfect. We are not robots. I actually posted about this today. Really important to have a system. So what do I do to make my life easier and to make my students' life easier? So now it, again, mm -hmm. it's taken me four years and I'm still working on it. I have a system now. Everything's in one place for the student. Everything's in one place for me. And I have all my materials ready to go so I can just kind of put those blocks in place very quickly. And, you know, the efficiency has really improved. I, I don't think I'd be able to do it um, how I was before because I just couldn't handle the amount of students that I have. Mm -hmm. um, and with goals, you know, think about if you have a fiscal goal, a financial goal, or you have a number of students that you want to work with, or you have some longer term goals of maybe creating groups or courses. Um, how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. well, write it down first 
And then if you don't write it down, it'll never get started. And then you can work towards those things slowly. If that's extra training, extra counseling, extra support from others, if that's doing some research yourself or, you know, taking those steps, you can break it down into smaller steps. So who are you? What's your system for learning and teaching your students? And how are you going to reach those bigger long-term goals that you've set yourself? Those would be my steps. Is there anything else that jumps out from that? I think that's good advice, even for teachers who might be starting out at a school, you know, mm-hmm. um, yes. who are you in that school? How, what, what, or how are you going to set yourself apart? Exactly. Because um, it's yes. just going to make you more confident as a teacher mm-hmm. and it makes you more, it makes your work more enjoyable when you're like true mm-hmm. and, and genuine. And, and right? we've talked so much about this imposter syndrome of, I oh, don't yeah. think I'm good enough. I can't mm-hmm. charge this much or my students won't like this. Well, mm-hmm. The best barometer, the best feedback is your student. So ask them, get their feedback, be honest Mm -hmm. with them. They will be honest with you. And that will really help you to dictate a little bit more about your identity. And it's really hard and it does take time. But again, you know, the more effort, the more um, organized and efficient you are, the better you'll be able to define this and hopefully move forward in your teaching journey. Very true. Well, that was a productive start to our proceedings today, <laughs> but let's hear more from our expert, Galina, who's able to manage multiple projects while running her own teaching business. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good 
Galina, thanks for taking the time to join us today on ESL Talk. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, and we are excited to hear how you set goals and learn efficiently while helping others to do the same. So Galina, could you share a little bit about your background, your journey, and how you got to where you are today? Um, so as a summary, I was born in the UK. I started teaching English early 2014, and I started off teaching in London. Um, and then I moved to Italy about six years ago. Um, in terms of how I got to where I am today, mostly feeling very dejected, we could say, about what we as language teachers are forced to offer in language schools in terms of time constraints, demanding syllabuses. Um, in terms of how I got to where I am today with my teaching style, that comes down from my own language learning history, which was very uninspiring, demotivating. Mm. I, I basically thought I was no good at learning languages. I cried when I did myself, but because I didn't know what an adjective was. So I mm. thought it meant, you know, I'm going to be a terrible teacher. I can't do this. Um, and it's basically left me determined to give my students the classes that I wish I'd had as a language learner back in secondary school to avoid them having that same lack of confidence and, you know, make sure that they've got that desire to learn that I didn't have. Great motivation. Yeah, that, definitely. That's the best kind of motivation. And um, so what is your approach to goal setting and what's the process you follow to set these realistic and effective goals? Um, it's a new one. I think with having an approach to goal setting, uh, we kind of need to play around a bit, both as teachers with giving our students advice on goal setting, but also from a learner perspective on what works for us. I've recently become a big fan of Kate from English Anywhere and her mm -hmm. three one three goal setting, mm -hmm. which basically involves looking back, first of all, at the past and where we started, and then looking towards the future. So where do we want to be in three months, one year, and uh, three years? Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of got me feeling really excited for the first time ever about setting goals and mm -hmm. kind of visualizing myself in the future. Right. That's Amazing. crazy. Yeah, they have a lot of great tips. I mean, we've had them on, on here a few times. Before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have learned a lot from them. Yeah, great. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, and it also involves, uh, from a more personal perspective, I, I think it's better to start small with setting goals and mm -hmm. build up. So it's better to be realistic. Um, I'd, I'd rather my students, I'm going to start with five minutes a day and then I'm, I'm going to increase it where yep. and when I can. Um, you know, there's when I Googled out of curiosity earlier, um, you know, how how long does it take to set a habit and to set a, a routine of language or just learning or a new, a new habit? There's so many different answers to that. And it's yeah. incredible. 
it's incredible that people sell this online as well mm-hmm. um you know there's the the like famous formula <laughs> exactly exactly and there, there is no formula right right because it's the human brain there's too many unknown variables um this could be the reward value pre-existing behaviors and habits um it also comes down to what it is we're trying to build as a habit is it complex or is it simple as a behavior Mm -hmm. because obviously these simple behaviors are easier to habituate yeah um and any lasting behavioral change is going to take a lot of work which you know we when we work and we're also adult learners we're too tired from work we don't want to to put in the work of learning a language we'd rather spend time socializing with our friends with our family mm-hmm. shopping social media etc yeah really really um, important yeah <laughs> really important it, it's about i guess it kind of a bit of a work-life balance as well and about yeah. being realistic and being honest i think a lot of people aren't honest right honest. i think they, they yeah. think we can do all these yeah. things but in reality, can you? I think not. It's quite no, interesting. Also, something I hear time and time again is I don't have time for this. I don't have time to study every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, what I hear is I don't want to make time yeah. because it's not a priority. We, exactly. Exactly. And we all have five minutes in our day. We yeah. all do. Yeah. Um, yeah my most successful period of language learning was actually when I worked for school. Um, I used to study while I was commuting, often standing up on a crowded metro train mm-hmm. um, and also using an application called Drops in the bathroom while brushing my teeth, mm-hmm. um, along with Quizlet for verb patterns or grammar structures, whatever it was I, I wanted to review. And the reason for that was I found, I looked at my routine and I thought, where can I fit this in? Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's ultimately no one, as harsh as this reality is, no one is going to do this for us. If yeah. we yep. want something, we have to take responsibility for getting there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this leads me back to the myth of how many days it can take to build a habit. So the, the 21 day myth, um can be great uh because while it is a myth it can serve as a psychological placebo to motivate us mm-hmm. you can see the finish line kind of thing right exactly <laughs> and you know if you've done it for 21 days chances are on 22 days uh, 22 days on the 22nd day <laughs> um we're, we're just going to do it again because it's yeah. like well I've done it for 21 days Exactly. It sounds better than the one I heard before that was 30 days. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah. so many of them. Something I once read was we have to do something 76 times before it becomes wow. a habit. And I that's thought, wow, right. And if we're doing that once a week, that's yeah, it takes that's a, a lot of years. Yeah. A lot of years. I yeah. worked out close to 18 months. Yeah, something like that, probably a year and a half, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I had no idea. So, Galena, how can we help our students to set the right goals and ensure that they reach them in our classes and courses? So if we have our own students, how are we setting goals for them and making sure they reach them? Um, I mean, that's a great question. Um, We can, where 
possible where we don't have these time constraints, excuse me, um, we can be covering goal setting exercises on a monthly or bi-monthly basis. Mm -hmm. um, and in my opinion, this should be as autonomous as possible without mm -hmm. any input from teachers. Um, if you're a big fan of Scrivener, uh, you're probably aware that he previously stated don't praise students because by praising them, we take away their ability to reflect on and evaluate their own achievements, um, mm. which it, it's not really what we're taught at, at CELTA. I don't know about you guys, no, but yeah. I was told praise, praise, praise. Always, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it just sounds so simple when you look back and you think, well, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that because they need to know what mistakes they're making and how to improve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you know the difference between feedback and praise is praise is like you know great great work yeah great kind of empty it. as well mm -hmm. it can be empty yeah because mm -hmm. it becomes almost robotic and automatic from yep. us um while feedback as long as it's constructive and supportive to the student it it can be good or bad yeah you know, it, it serves a purpose um it's been suggested as well that motivation is, uh, it's been described as a state of cognitive arousal, which I really liked. <laughs> it mm -hmm. just sounds so much more interesting than motivation. Um, and it provokes a decision to act, which then results in the achievement of some previously set goal. Um, so, you know, teaching students self-study skills and to take responsibility for their own learning, it kind of ignites a curiosity, mm -hmm. which will then get them more excited about learning and more motivated and hopefully help them to remember why they started learning in the first place. Yeah. And that, I mean, I like that idea too, when it comes to independent learning, right? Because then they can go on setting goals, changing goals and, and sticking Absolutely. with them. Absolutely. Now, now, what is, can you, can you give us some examples or let us know how that looks in practice in the classroom when you're supporting them or when you're helping them develop this independence or effective learning? What are um, the things you do in the class? So it can be, when it comes to supporting study skills, it can be something as simple as rather than asking me how to pronounce a word, reminding them that they can just go to Cambridge. They don't have to wait until the next lesson to say, how do I pronounce this word mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I encourage students to keep a journal as well, mm -hmm. uh, especially when they're exam students and they've done a practice paper because chances are when it comes to the next lesson, they won't remember what issues they had with their homework or with their practice test. Yeah. Um, I like to often talk about, you know, what were your top three wins? What, what did you achieve this month? What can mm -hmm. you feel proud of as well? Mm -hmm. um, as well as the challenges that they faced and why. Um, in terms of in the classroom and effective learning, um, I, I would say more questions from students than teachers mm -hmm. 
and an environment where questions are valued and nurtured more than providing answers because it shows that they're thinking and they're motivated and they're excited Mm -hmm. Um, and also students working together collaboratively to ask and answer questions and even debate them Mm -hmm. um, with the teacher there to facilitate learning and offer support and guidance Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's great. We talk about it a lot about the teacher as a facilitator and, you know, your yeah. role is to teach sometimes, but, you know, if you need to reach a goal, you need to try to get there on your own. And as a teacher, whether to help them and give them the, the steps or the foundations, but they ultimately need to be the ones that do that themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I've, so what, I've become, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've become a really big fan over the years of, um, guided learning yes. so rather mm. than standing there and saying <laughs> exactly a plus b equals z right and um, maybe creating and you know it's not something that's new it's something that's been covered in various different course books right from yeah. as far back as i can remember uh, creating a, a worksheet that gets them looking at it in context and asking questions about it, answering mm-hmm. questions, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it is a thing that becomes a habit. Uh, like we were just talking about creating a new habit. As a teacher, yeah. once you start um, planning your lessons that way, you kind of end up doing it subconsciously. Like you don't really realize yeah. that what you're doing is basically just guiding them to learn. Exactly. And yeah. You're rarely exactly. answering questions. I, I find that, it's, especially with exam prep and more advanced students, I find that they ask me the questions and I usually ask them, ask it back yes. to the yeah. class, you know, exactly. and you rarely have to answer anything. You just kind of um, check and make sure that, yeah, they're on the right path. So, yeah, that's right. a great way to make them independent in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually today when I was reading the question to myself in the park with my friend, and I said, oh, my gosh, that, that's a great question, like effective learning. And she mm-hmm. said to me, what do you mean by effective learning? And <laughs> without even realizing, I was like, well, you know, effective learning, in my opinion, it's this and it's this. Oh. And, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, why aren't you a teacher woman? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So on that note, then, what are the, the, the challenges that students and teachers face when it comes to setting goals and learning effectively? We talked a little bit earlier about motivation, but are there any, any other yeah. points that come up? I think students don't know how to set goals, personally. Uh, children are never taught to. Um, I went from secondary school to university where I'd, I'd left this environment of almost passively learning and being spoon-fed information to suddenly having to research and write essays and not having a clue what to do right and not knowing how to do something as simple as set a goal um adults have likely forgotten how to even be in a learning environment and despite this popular belief that they're more highly motivated they still tend to be more passive mm-hmm. learners yeah. Um, and they often need constant reminding of their motivations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the biggest problem for teachers, um, obviously we can't take sole responsibility for the motivation of the student. And the best, the most engaging teachers 
can't succeed if the learner's not willing to meet them halfway and take a more active part in learning. Mm -hmm. Then, as previously mentioned, working for schools, juggling these challenging syllabuses and constant progress testing doesn't leave much time for learner skills and developing this kind of autonomous learning Mm -hmm. environment with goal setting. Um, I would say as a kind of compromise, maybe making materials more challenging, maybe setting this reflection for homework, journaling, mm-hmm. this kind of thing could could be a nice way to incorporate it for yes. for a, a teacher employed in a school. Perhaps. Yeah. I love the idea of learning journals and reflections. I mean, regardless of my student, what level they're at, their background, I'll always get them to reflect on their own learning. Mm -hmm. And I use that as as quite an important part because I want to see as a teacher, okay, well, these are the goals we set. Are you actually meeting them? And you can sequentially stop step by step and see how well they're working towards it, if we need to refocus it. And it just helps keep students focused and motivated, which I think is really crucial for effective learning as well great so galena um how can our listeners find out more about you and learn more about your services and your business um so i would say the easiest way is instagram uh, Mm -hmm. at confident underscore with english okay wonderful that's great and instagram is the best way to reach out so what we'll do is we will attach a link to the uh, episode so you guys can find that and you can feel free to follow and uh, send a message to galena i'm sure she'll be happy to speak about this more if needed thank you for joining us today galena thanks you guys for having me all right galena thanks for taking time out to share your incredible insights with us today i'm sure our audience can learn so much from it yes and as always please get in touch with us on instagram at esl talk podcast send an email to esl talk podcast at gmail.com or you can also visit our website to access all of our previous episodes from every season for free And join us on Patreon for even more benefits like teacher webinars, merchandise, and much, much more. Just go to esl-talk.com or our Instagram to find out more. And of course, you can also follow us individually on Instagram. You can find me at learning with Faye. Faye is F-E-Y. Or at I'm Daniel Teacher. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next week for another new episode. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.